All right, welcome back to part of the grand design. And uh, I'm James Hauser, the area director of Youth for Christ out here in the Western counties, southeastern Wisconsin. Here back again with Mr. Aiden Buss. How you doing, Aiden? What is up? You know, James. What's up? It's a good day. It is, man, because it's, it's been a really a, it's been a hot minute. It's. I want to apologize first of all that it's been so long since our last episode, but I forgive you. Schedules have been crazy. Yeah, man. you're right. You're it's right. been. But we're here, and that's what matters. We just got back from campus. Camp campus life. Literally 15 minutes ago. Yes. So we're all like warmed up. Ready to go. Yes, it's sir. game time. It's game time. <laughs> and we've got, for the first time ever, in the studio with us today, Mr. Nick Eubing. Cue the applause. Go. <laughs> you have it. Yes. Let's course. go. <laughs> <laughs> we got it all, buddy. <laughs> this, is a, this is a hot setup right up in here. Okay, what's up? Hey, everybody. How's it going, man? Good. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. That, well. I'm excited you're here. Yeah. I from the first time we started this, I was like, when's Nick going to come on? Let's go. Right? Yes. I got to say, I've known you for about five minutes and I five already minutes. love you. Bro. <laughs> Deep respect. Deep respect. All that's right. that's the Nick effect, man. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. All right, we're not going to turn this into. No, you know, let's move it on. Let's, okay. move, let's yeah. keep it going. But uh, Nick, why don't you let the people that are listening uh, know a little bit about who you are? And uh, what you do for YFC. Man, people listening, what is up? All right, here's the quickie. Man, I grew up in a Christian home. Grew up into the faith, knowing who Jesus was, who God was. Uh, Turning point in my life, around 16 years old. So what? how old are you now, Aiden? 17. 17, all right. So 16, I was just about to get my license, and my my dad, my biological father, passed away of cancer. And it was this terrible, terrible moment. And I remember... I, I ran to, uh, we had a shed in our backyard and it's for some reason, my parents were storing a couch in it. I don't know. It's odd. Oh, a shed in the a shed? shed. Yeah. There's a couch in the shed. Man, we think that couch smelled like after it had Dude. been out there for a while. <laughs> it was, <laughs> we should yep. just talk about this for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> we could, I have some deep seated memories, man, smell triggered memories. Okay. Anyways, All right. So I went, I, I spent time on the couch cause I was just messed up just to know what was up, what was down. Right. My dad mm-hmm. just died. And I remember thinking, man, I'm going to either either run to Jesus or run away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just, I honestly, at that point, I was like, I was trying to sort it out. And thankfully, God had people around me, some um, brothers and sisters and some leaders that loved me and helped coach me and guide me. Mm-hmm. And praise the Lord, we chose the toward Jesus route. And from that moment on, man, I just started pursuing Christ with everything I had and graduated high school, felt called to go into full-time ministry. So I went up to Minneapolis, North Central University. Okay. And got my degree in pastoral ministries. I got an associate's degree. And before I graduated, I met this guy who was planning a church uh, near where I grew up. Um, so in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And I was like, man, I wonder if this is it. And so long story short, connected with this guy, planted a church in Kenosha. Wow. And pastored there for 13 years. Served that church, saw it grow from this little congregation of 50, 60 people into at at one point we were like 300, 350. So it's not a big deal, numbers, but it was the seeing of God's kingdom being built and reaching people that didn't know Christ. Right. And so I did that for a lot of years and a while into that, uh, about 13 years into that, the Lord shifted up our story, my wife and I, and at this point we had four kids, and just said, hey, it's time for something different. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. So we stepped away, and I actually spent a couple of years 
just waiting in this, it's time for something different, but we hadn't quite received what the different was. Well, that's yet. always an interesting place to be in. Bro, tell me. <laughs> right? It was like, oh, okay, we're it, it was that um it was that Peter step out of the boat, it's me and just keep your eyes on me mm-hmm. and don't look away. Right. Like that was the that was the moment we were in for a couple of years. Just keep looking at me. I'm going to guide you along. And was there ever a point like Peter that you fell through the waves? I would say no. Uh, there wasn't. Wow. We just, uh, my wife, if I could just sing her praises at this point, she yeah. just, um, Olivia is a superstar and just such solid faith. Um, there were times where we, I would say, maybe felt the wavering of the waves, you know, yeah. as we're stepping. But in our marriage, would we felt the strength of each other as we were in the waver. Like maybe there's a moment where I'm like, oh man, what what's going on? She's like, I I got the faith for us today, and then maybe down the road we we might have changed. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we were in this mode and just kind of serving him in different ways in the community and following his call and his will. And then I got a phone call and it was this guy (laughs) named Osmar Aguilar of Youth for Christ Southeastern Wisconsin, and he said, "What's up, homie?" He said. What's good? What's good, homie? <laughs> yes, super right on. Yeah, uh, and I've known him for years because yeah. I met him way back when we planted the church. Mm-hmm. And so I've known him doing youth ministry in the area for a while, and he <laughs> he might have actually literally said that I don't even know. Yeah, but he called me. I was like, Nick, I got a guy that's leaving our staff, and I want you to fill the spot. Wow! And that was the start. There you that go. was. Um, Four and a half years ago now. I was going to say, right around the same time I was yeah. coming on. Yeah, I think we might have been in the first like staff meeting Yeah, at the same time, both clueless as to what was going on. Really, really <laughs> clueless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a whirlwind, I think, is, a, yeah, is an was, accurate. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Just uh, sit and watch, sit and watch. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind me rewinding a little bit back towards yeah. the beginning of that story, just because I'm, I'm always interested to, to hear from people like yourself that have now come through adolescence and through young adulthood and, and into ministry and with the benefit of hindsight. And it's always easy to look backward and see how, oh, it's so clear how God was working through all of this, right? Backwards is easy to do that. Sure. But just to get into your mindset of now as a 16 year old, as you said, you know, sitting on that couch yeah, and you had said you, you were either going to run away from or towards, right? Mm-hmm. And so what had your faith been like up to that point? Why were you in a place where you were halfway maybe going to go the other way? I mean, what what had, what had brought you there? What do you think? Yeah, great question. I would say before that point, I was a I was a pretty good um pretty good church kid. Okay. Which meant I didn't get into a lot of trouble. Pretty obedient to my parents. Did youth group, you know, was kind of on the worship team, playing a saxophone. Dang, yeah, man. that's right. That's so sick. <laughs> Bring it. Mm. Dang. I didn't know you played the sax, bro. What? I know you're a guitar player. Yeah, I, we've done that together. Yeah, well, for like once, but <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know you. I got to oh, yeah. hear this at some point. That's that's my origin story in the oh, music man. world. Okay, wow, like it. Yeah, love it. But my my pursuit of who Jesus was mm-hmm. was kind of shaped because I grew up in the church. You know, I in kindergarten, we kind of found this church when I was in kindergarten. And that was just what I knew to be life. 
you'd go to church on Sundays and you go to kids class or whatever. And then Wednesday night, eventually I've got an older youth group. And, <clears throat> but I tell you this, um, something like youth for Christ in my high school, I would have been scared out of my mind because <laughs> I just, I didn't have, I wasn't one of those cool kids. I didn't feel like I was like the, the kid that everybody wanted to be around. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was one of those kids that wanted to be around the kids that everybody wanted to be around. Sure. And I just, I didn't have that connection. So I little, I had some fear of, of who I was in my relationship with Christ, but I think that's because I really didn't own it. Gotcha. It was my parents' life. It was my brothers or my sisters, and it was something I was raised into with those values and morals, mm -hmm. but I didn't own it. And so this moment in my story with my dad passing brought me to this place of saying, am I going to believe, do I believe by faith these things that I've been living in, witnessing in my family and other church families or whatever, mm -hmm. or do I think it's a you know, yeah. bunch of baloney or whatever. Right. And so like I get, like I said, uh, mentors and leaders and youth pastors and other coaches in my life at that point, praise the Lord, were there Instrumental. to steer me. Yeah, absolutely. So Aiden, somebody, cause you're not to say that you were in the same place Nick was at that age, because I don't want to speak for you, but does that resonate with you? I mean, just in what you see with students as you've grown up in church and, you know, kind of going through the motions and doing all the church stuff, but maybe not necessarily owning it as their own. Yeah, so I was just going to ask about that. I mean, I pretty much was in the same place last year in my life, um, and I've noticed that with a lot of teens. That's kind of like the breaking point, and God is kind of just like, this is the time where I'm going to test you, and it's going to reveal whether or not you really love me, and I feel like that's around, that's around the age, you know, because uh, us teenagers, that's the point where a lot of stuff changes in our life. That's where we... Um, our brain develops a lot. Mm -hmm. And so 16 was the age for me too. That was just like, it broke me, but yeah. it led me to the Lord. And mm -hmm. like those of you listening, like, you know, my story, like we talked about that, but mm -hmm. I, I had dad issues too. Like that was my thing. And yeah, I don't know. I, for me, it's really cool to know that you know, God's, he's not only our God and our friend, but he's our father. Yeah. And it's incredible to know yeah. that, um, a lot of dads leave, but God's the good father. He's never going to leave. Amen. Yeah. That's, That's what awesome. kept me going, man. Right. Yeah. His, his love is so great that he can handle us in our wreckage. He can handle us in our, in our most distraught, confused bewilderment. Mm -hmm. We don't have to have it figured out to come to him. And that's what's so brilliant. I think about one of the things youth for Christ does is that we open doors to students that are, living in those moments in these life situations that may not even have that maybe background of faith or church life that we can actually bring into the conversation and thought process and say, yeah, let me consider that. Mm -hmm. We actually go to these places where students are living in that, in that haze or confusion or, or frustration and don't even have the, the option to see the grace and love of a creator God that made them mm -hmm. in offering forgiveness, offering love, offering hope. And that's so that's just the, the majesty of God or the grace of God <laughs> that in, the, in that moment where you have nothing and there's no option and it looks so bleak 
he's been standing with arms wide waiting. Yep. So incredible to know that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. And I, and I think that everybody, and at least in my experience with the students that I've worked with, they all, maybe not as dramatic as, you know, that moment in the couch in the shed, right? Mm. It's such a dramatic defining turning point. But at some point, everybody comes to that. This, this moment of, especially, and maybe this, I'm speaking more, especially towards kids that were raised in a Christian home where they, they've got to make that shift where it's, it's theirs now instead of mom and dad's. Right. And, yeah. and even in high school, and sometimes this doesn't happen until after you leave high school, because so much when your high school age is enforced upon you and a lot of kids, it's easy for them to see their Christian faith as another thing that's enforced upon them by mom and dad. Right. Uh, and so it's important once they, once they make that decision, they've got to, they've got to reach that point where it's no longer something that isn't forced upon me because I live in this house, but instead it's a decision that I'm making to, as you said, to use your language, run towards Jesus. Right. So now that you've been, so how many years in ministry then total? Oh man. Uh, Cause you said you did 13 years. You were at that other church. Yeah. Well, so I graduated college in 99. So wow. Long 20, time. 2022. All right. Now. I'm not trying to age you, Nick. <laughs> People um, are doing the it's math. It's amazing in 28 years how if much you've accomplished car, on this earth. If you're earth. in the car, put the, put the phone down. Don't <laughs> use the calculator. It's real easy. He's only 29 years old. It's really impressive yeah. what you've accomplished. Well, honestly. Yep. Yep. Like My oldest daughter's 20. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to help man. you out here, man. Right, I'm the, trying to help you out uh, here. Insert, uh, take off shoe, insert foot, right? Insert, yeah. Well, I'm sure you've come across then in your time in ministry, a lot of people that were in the same situation that you were when you were 16, right? You've probably seen, again, the benefit of hindsight, looking back and probably seen God work in amazing ways mm-hmm. through your ministry. Sometimes. <laughs> That's such a great answer well, I, because it's so true. Sometimes you're like, "What? what's even happening? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, looking at the scripture, sometimes you're throwing seed and sometimes yes. you're gathering the harvest. Yes. And that's one of the things about faith is you, you, you're not always told which one you're doing. Yeah, man. You know, you're just called to do the thing, right? And so sometimes, yeah. <laughs> You just called it. Th- so you're like, sometimes I'm just, I'm throwing this seat out here yeah. in the, in the, in the wind and I don't know where <laughs> and it's, it's going. blowing back and hit me in the face yeah, and I'm eating half of it and <laughs> it's making me. Yeah. <laughs> and then other times, other times you're told to carry the water can. Yeah. And the next time you're out in your hands and knees pulling weeds and the next time you're fertilizing and the next time you get to reap the fruit, like you just, so some. So I guess I answer that I truthfully, like sometimes yeah. you see, see stuff right away. Like, man, that was so encouraging. Right. Um, and sometimes it's years. Wow. Uh, in fact, just recently, recently, I'd say in the last year, I got a, a, a Facebook messenger post from a student that was in my youth group, probably like 2005, 2006. He's a grown man, married with kid now. And quick gist of the post was like, man, I was such a dork and such an idiot and so <laughs> stupid back then. And I'm, I was such a handful and I never listened to you, but you never gave up wow. and you kept pouring into me and you kept listening and encouraging me. And I look back now and I'm so thankful. And that's that, that moment, like sitting in my rocking chair, reading that, that post, I'm just like, okay, 
Let's go round yeah. two. <laughs> Didn't Who's expect this on a Tuesday. Right. You know, you're just kind of like, <laughs> oh, geez. thank you. Thank you, God. You know? Yeah. Um, but you don't always get those either. You know, no, that's true. you don't get anything. For a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to tell the story, though, since we've got you on here. And for posterity's sake, okay. it'll be recorded for all time. Okay. Because it always makes me laugh when I hear about your first interaction with Youth for Christ when you were, were you a youth pastor at the time? I was. In Kenosha. Uh, Yes. And because I know you you had just told the story about how when you got a phone call from Osmar. Yes. And he offered you the spot, but that wasn't the first time you met Osmar, was it? (laughs) No. Do we need to change names to protect the innocent? Or <laughs> it's we too just, late at Just this go point. for it. Okay. It's too late. <laughs> Get your popcorn, guys. It's going to be a good story. Settle back, everybody. <laughs> uh, yes, this I I enjoy telling the story as well. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. So like I said, I was pastoring in Kenosha, this church I helped plant in 99. And one of my roles in this church was I was the youth leader, the main youth leader, youth pastor. And uh, one of the things that God has wired me to do, even since I graduated through through college, even when I was in school, was uh, developing leaders. That kind of was just something that I felt God always put on my heart. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I did right away in youth ministry is I, I started a student leadership team. I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get, gotta raise up leaders. This is how we do it. You know, it's how we reach more people. And yeah, got to raise up uh, student leaders, and I got to raise up uh, uh, adult leaders to lead students. Sure. And so I set to work, and I've been working for years. I, I would imagine it's really hard timeline-wise, but let's just say five, six, seven years. I'm, I'm doing youth ministry. I'm, I'm in the trenches developing leaders and working with students. And, and um, around comes this guy, uh, Osmar, who I've met years before mm. uh, in doing ministry in the city together. We'd see each other at events and things like that. And uh, he comes out with this, uh, this ask, basically, to myself and a couple other youth pastors at this time. And he tells us about this thing he's doing called Youth for Christ, proceeds to explain about what he wants to do in getting into schools and reaching lost kids. Myself, along with these other youth leaders, like, yeah, well, yeah, that sounds pretty good. We want to do that, too. We're, mm-hmm. you know, youth pastors, and we want to reach young, young students and Absolutely. That's great. Go for it. And then he comes to the, his ask. And I don't know what switch turned off in my head <laughs> or maybe which switch turned on in my head. But all I heard him say was, I would like to take all the student leaders and adult leaders that you invested in and trained and I would like to take them for myself and use them in the school campuses. <laughs> That's what you heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm instantly going, nah. <laughs> that's a hard no. <laughs> nope. I don't that's probably not gonna work. <laughs> that was a nice sales pitch. Sounds really great, but yeah. I that's the work I put in. I'm not I'm not dishing up my students to you. I go find your own. <laughs> so my my picture of Youth for Christ mm-hmm. was this like Sideline church missionary type activity in which they come into the local church, take the leaders you've prepared for ministry, and use them for their thing. Okay, so that was my that was my first picture <laughs> of Youth for Christ in Southeast Wisconsin. Not a great first picture. <laughs> no, 
he walked away from his first meeting like, you believe this guy? <laughs> yes, right. Hey, oh, disclaimer, funny. if you've just tuned in, this is not what Youth for Christ is. No. This was the misunderstanding and why the story's funny. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was my first kind of like, what is this thing about? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, fast forward years, Osmar is now my my boss, right. executive director. Right. I'm sitting on the executive ministry staff mm-hmm. of Youth for Christ. And so it got sorted out, but that was my, that was my understanding. Like this guy wants to come in and take all the investment that I've done with students and, le- and, and adult leaders and right. use them for his thing. But the problem was what I wasn't hearing is that Youth for Christ has a platform, a process, and even methods that get People like me, a youth pastor, people like uh, James, a YFC guy and youth pastor onto a public school campus to where these students are. Yeah. And it took me some time to see that and have that. It was through conversations and more dialogue. Sure. But I even had in my ministry years uh, when I was doing past youth pastoring, I tried to get on a particular school campus without Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. I started meeting with one of my students that was there and I pick him up for lunch and I take him off campus and we talk about ministry and discipleship, you know, whatever, just mentorship stuff. And I bring him back in and after a couple of weeks, he had a buddy that wanted to come along. So I, all right, I'll take you both out. It's cool. Yeah. Awesome. This is what, this is, this is it. This is it, right? Yeah, we're doing it. Yes. Game on. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, one or two more wanted to jump in. Pretty soon my car's full and I'm like, this is getting rough. <laughs> But the next time I pulled up, I had I went to check in because I would check in, walk into the lunchroom, get him, pull him out, pull these kids out. Yeah, I walked in and, and the front desk is like, "Yeah, you can't, you can't do this anymore." Well, why not? It's been it's been fine. It's like, no, you're not allowed to take students out anymore. Oh, well, could I just come? Can I just eat here? Can I just come in? You know, hang out here? Nope, you can't be here. Basically, come to find out, they learned that I'm in ministry. Oh, I'm a church guy. Gotcha. And they're like, yeah, you're done. That's it. And the door Man. was shut, locked, combination, you know, wow. the whole bit. And I was done. That was it. Wait, you're saying this is, was this the moment you already knew at that point? Or this was the moment where you realized that this is your way in? Yeah. I don't know if I could particularly say like there was a moment or a happenstance. It was, yeah. it was a series of time in which the revelation of what actually Youth for Christ was actually doing. Right. And me having these doors that w- couldn't be opened from the role I was sitting in. Right. And realizing, wait, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's what Osamar was talking about. Can I just picture you at the desk and they're turning you away? And then right then the YFC guy walks in and they high five him like, what's up, guy? <laughs> come on, you're, man, you're cool to come in. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. You got to stay out here. You're. What did I miss? The box of pizza? <laughs> did I miss the pizza? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always been amazing to me how much access we've you know, I, I mean, it, it's only God's grace. It's the only explanation because we just school after school yeah. welcomes us in. I mean, part of it is our history, our, you know, been there for a long time of a good reputation, been in a lot of schools for a long time, but it's just even so when there's regime changes and new superintendents and new principals, and it's always like, Oh geez, are we still going to have an open door? But it just, God continues yeah. to work. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. So to, so to kind of conclude yes. my story about my understanding, and even for people that are listening, I finally realized that Youth for Christ, yeah, in a sense, they wanted 
volunteers and helpers mm-hmm. to be in the schools. So maybe some of the adult leaders that I've trained to do youth ministry or whatever. But Youth for Christ gets into places that a lot of youth pastors can't go with coming in saying, I'm a youth pastor and I want to talk to students. And so like you just said, James, Youth for Christ opens these doors and suddenly, like you here in Burlington, you're, you're inside the school. Mm-hmm. Here you are, right, Aiden? He walks into your classrooms and he's able to build these relationships with lost students. And that's one of the things that I couldn't do. I, I, as a youth pastor, when I was just doing ministry inside a local church, I couldn't get in the schools because I had pastor or minister or whatever the title was behind my name, and that made it really difficult. In fact, you know, literally had doors closed on me saying, nope, yeah. you, you can't even be on campus. Mm. And so when I realized that, oh, what you're saying is through you, I can get to that spot I wanted to be. And so that was just an amazing revelation. And like you said, the grace of God through mm-hmm. this idea of Youth for Christ, this concept of going where students are, bringing the gospel. I mean, it, it's, it's the picture of what Christ has taught us to do. Yeah, and it's a picture of what he's called us to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. And Jesus even says it in the Bible, in the Great Commission, specifically Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to read that Matthew uh, chapter 28, 18 through wherever it ends. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And this is Jesus talking, of course. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's it's incredible. That's exactly what we're doing. How many years later? That's it. We're still going. We're still going. The, The most incredible thing about the commission to me is that last line, I am with you always in the very end of the age. And mm-hmm. with your story, um, trying to get into the school and trying to get to the students, you knew the destination, but you didn't know what that journey would look like. Mm-hmm. And all through that, as you have shown, Jesus was with you. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Yeah. yeah You're man. right. You're right. Didn't know how I was going to get there. And I, and I always hear that, and I think people think the ends of the earth, and they, they hear the Great Commission, they go, oh, I got I to gotta go to Africa, or I've got to get out in the the mountains in the Himalayas yeah. somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, no, the, the corners of the earth are the, the middle school that's a couple blocks from your house. And, yeah. you know, that's that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, depending how you lay your square on the map, you could be the corner. <laughs> right. You exactly. don't have to be in the middle of that square. <laughs> you might literally be the corner. That's what I'm saying, brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And, man, I, I appreciate you bringing that in and helping us put a bow on that. And, and Nick, for, for joining us today and – and telling us your story. This is this Absolutely. is this is part of what we do, man. Like the whole point of this is to hear stories from yeah. people, from people in ministry, and from people outside, and teenagers and students. You know, next episode, we're going to have a couple of uh, former campus lifers on who are currently in college after just graduating. Yeah, I'm nice. excited to talk to to them and hear their perspective on things as well. But this, the whole point of what we're doing here is, yeah, we're obviously talking about youth for Christ, but just to show, like. The whole thing behind Youth for Christ that I don't know if we ever talked about this on the on the show before, but the you know the logo it's the three rings mm-hmm. for youth for YFC and it's it's supposed to represent the three stories, right? Mm-hmm. His story, your story, my story, right? Mm-hmm. And then how those stories 
intertwine and intersect and how they, and they all do intertwine and intersect. And so that's why we wanted to do a story based show here where we hear how Nick's story is part of the grand design of the whole thing, right? How your story is part of the grand design, how we, and how all of our stories and even your story that, that that's listening and how they're all connected in together with God's, with God's ultimate story. Absolutely. We're going to keep doing it. And uh, hopefully, you, you know, we appreciate that you've been listening. Hopefully you've, uh, you've been blessed by what you've heard. And we always love to hear from you guys. And if you'd like more information on the ministry itself, go to our website, www.youthforchristwi.org. There's tons of information you can get there. And uh, just in join case, us next In case time. you missed that, it's yeah. wuh, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> Do people, I, did I just age I? myself by saying the you, you, www Nobody part? does the w. No one does it no, anymore. You don't I'm need sorry, it. nobody does that. All right, uh, let me just say it again then. Wuh, 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 dot. You can, <laughs> if, <laughs> you know what, I'm leaving it in, no, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. listen, people will go there. That's good. I gotta see, I gotta see this whoa, website. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's much more up to date it. than the way I said it is. It, well, I'm gonna, <laughs> yep. I'm gonna That's so last century, James. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm old and crusty in so many ways. You know. Well, you're older than me, right? You're 30? Yeah. I'm oh, 29. Yes, then I'm 30. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, uh, I appreciate y'all listening. On behalf of Nick Cubing and Aiden Buss, I'm James Hauser, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. <laughs>